The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Welcome in, everybody, to a special edition of the Big Fight Weekend podcast. We're also on video. You can find me and my guests on YouTube as well as Facebook or uh, through video links on social media as we're here for the 55th anniversary of Muhammad Ali and Sonny Liston having fought in Lewiston, Maine back in 1965. The amazing two minutes of controversy that still lives on almost six decades later. So I'm TJ Reeves. I have senior writer, bigfightweekend.com, Marquise Johns with me. Week Sauce Radio, how you feeling? Pretty good, TJ. Looking forward to taking back, looking back at this one, actually. It's always <laughs> interesting how this fight always plays about every single time. Also with us uh, from the West Coast, uh, the Vegas perspective is T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show, initials brother from another mother. How are you? Excellent, my friend. Great to be with you and Marquise once again. <laughs> Let's chop it up. All right. So it was uh, May the 25th, 1965, the rematch of Muhammad Ali and Sonny Liston which is the first fight for Muhammad Ali after he became Muhammad Ali. He was Cassius Clay in Miami Beach the previous year when he upset Charles Sonny Liston, the seemingly indestructible heavyweight champion of the world. So most of the fans that are watching us know something about this controversy, about the rematch. It didn't even last one round, and was the punch real or not? I will say for the audience, we're about to watch it together. For those of you listening on podcast, it's the theater of the mind. You're not going to be able to see what we're seeing on this video. So go find the video through YouTube, through Facebook, and you can see the full experience. Plus, see my male models, Marquise and TC, and what they look like on the, on the video as well. Marquise, to you first, there was controversy about the first fight where Liston quit on the stool and about whether he gave up or the first fight was fixed, right? Pick up on that point leading into fight number two. Absolutely. With the first fight, uh, Liston was complaining about having something that Ali had punched in his eye, either a powdery substance or something magical along those lines. But it's always interesting with that, with the first fight, where like it looks like Liston legitimately just wanted to stop fighting at some point or another when, once it all shakes down to it. And it, this second fight was supposed to you know, pick up where that one left off, and here we are with, with the bizarre circumstances. And so, TC, you're again from the Vegas perspective, which is where Sonny Liston lived. That was such a shocking upset. He was like an eight-to-one favorite, and Ali beat him. And so then all the controversy, you know, what happened? Did he throw the first fight? If he gets his hands on, on Ali again or Cassius Clay again, isn't he going to clobber him like he's clobbered everybody else? That's, that's kind of the backdrop for this second fight. Yeah, the thing with Sonny Liston, he's such an enigma, you know, when it comes to this, a, a great fighter, but there was always those clouds uh, among – you know, those that were close to him and, again, from a fighting perspective, but just in a personal perspective as well, too, because he was always in trouble with the law, uh, whether it was speeding tickets, it was alcohol, it was women, and then, of course, you know, the mob stuff, and a lot of people will point to the, you know, the Las Vegas mob, but then, you know, I've heard people also say that the ties into the East Coast mob as well, too. So, you know, Sonny Liston, when we think of Sonny Liston, you know, he's always going to have a tainted career because of what happened with him, not only inside the ring, but outside the ring. Great point that you make. Um, okay, so we're going to watch the fight here in a moment. A couple of things on the backdrop. As TC mentioned, there was a lot of controversy that followed Sonny Liston. So they were trying to have the rematch. Two things happened. The first thing is Liston got arrested in Colorado 
by the Colorado authorities, speeding, as you mentioned, DUI, handgun in the car. So he spent time in jail in Colorado. They finally sorted that out. That delayed the rematch. Ali then was hurt in training, had a hernia injury. That further delayed the rematch. Then in the chaos of building up to the, uh, the May date, which was supposed to actually be in Boston, at the old Boston Garden where the Celtics and the Boston Bruins played Celtics basketball, Boston Bruins hockey. In the buildup for this, suddenly the organizers of the fight, the sanctioning bodies, the World Boxing Association, they got very iffy about this fight. The WBA was mad because apparently there was a secret contract that there was going to be a third fight. The WBA didn't want the winner fighting uh, the other guy for a third straight fight. So all of this got put into the same controversial pot, and Boston said, hey, state of Massachusetts, hands off. We, we don't want the fight. And this was three weeks before the fight. So three weeks, they had to scramble. They found the tiny town of Lewiston, Maine, about 120 miles or so north of Boston, um, and, and found a youth center, a youth hockey arena to hold this fight on three weeks' notice. The youth center was about half full the fight on May 25th, 1965 was on a weeknight. They had a big closed-circuit TV option. Again, no, no pay-per-view in those days, guys, as you know. No internet, obviously, in those days to see this. So a half-full arena, closed-circuit fight, and we are now through the magic of uh, shared technology going to watch it together with a, with a quick comment or two because, again, it, it only happens in one round. It happens very quickly with one punch and the controversy of whether or not this is legitimate or not. We're now showing to those that are seeing on video. Again, if you're on the podcast, we're sorry. It's got to be theater of the mind as we watch the opening round. So, guys, we're watching this, and Ali is going to land the right hand, I guess, to you first, TC. I'll let you go first. When we see this punch, was this punch legit? What's your opinion? Okay, so when we look at it, and again, you know, looking at it now, you know, with, with grainy video, with not a whole bunch of different angles and different replays, because you got to remember the way boxing was, was filmed back in those days, basically you had one hard camera and one handheld camera, and now basically you have about 13 to 14 cameras that it makes sure. fights nowadays. So when we look at this with the naked eye, it, it's very difficult to see if it's in – that punch actually connects. According to Ali, he called it the anchor punch that, that, that he dropped him. Uh, it's really hard to really acknowledge that when we know <laughs> that Sonny Liston has had all of these problems, the way the first fight ended, which you alluded to, where Ali you know, won as a 7-1 right. underdog. And so I was always under the belief that it was a phantom punch and that he took a dive. Uh, as you guys know, I – I had Larry Merchant on my show. Uh, he was a regular on my show right. uh, many, many times. And we actually talked about this fight because Larry Merchant was one of those rare guys that was still alive and he was covering the sport back in those days. If you look, I believe it's like the second row to your left, you'll see Larry Merchant. And according to what Larry told me, he said that he saw Allie's punch connect and Larry Merchant swears that that was a legitimate hard punch that knocked Sonny Liston down. So, so he's the only guy that I know that was there, and he tells me that as a matter of fact. But me looking at the naked eye, it's, it's hard to see because, you know, the angle that we're looking at now, it is too difficult to, to know if he actually connected or not. And then again, you know, we're not boxers. 
Right. We know that even a, a, a punch that, that grazes you, if it hits you, whether in the temple or in the right portion of the, you know, your upper nose or jaw, or whatever, I mean, it can knock you out. It could sedate you for a little bit. And so, so that's really, really hard. So it, it depends on who you talk to sure. uh, and they're giving your opinion, but just my opinion Never being in the ring taking punches and throwing punches. Uh, it looks phantom to me, but I will defer to those that were there or or, or guys that have been in the situation on the sport. I'm trying to figure out if that's Larry Merchant, by the way. I'm using my cursor here again for those of you that are on podcast. you got to find the video. I don't know if that's him or if he's in the row. Marquise, you have the floor. Is this a legit punch that we're watching once again from Ali Liston 19, 1965, 55 years ago? Was that a legit punch as Liston comes in and Ali catches him with what he called an anchor punch, a little short right to the chin. Is that a punch, Marquise? I don't know what Ali was always calling it, but I always thought this this fight was fixed, guys. And the one thing that makes this fight more confusing with all the fixing being involved with it is the fact that the ref, Jersey Joe Wolcott, has (laughs) absolutely no clue what is in on on any of this. (laughs) Well, let's explain explain what's going on here again for the audience that's seeing this. Uh, Wolcott is trying to pick up the count as I freeze the video here. There's a timekeeper to the video left who has already counted to like seven or eight and Walcott has no clue what the count is. He can't pick the count up. And so Ali is jumping around. Walcott doesn't know what to do. The count has gotten to 10 and now the timekeeper is waving at him and the officials are waving at him. I counted Mm -hmm. to 10 and now the fighters start to fight again on the video that we're watching again, as I describe it kind of like radio play by play and Walcott comes back over and says, okay, the fight is over. We'll take one more look at the punch. And to me, that's a punch. You can see it, a connection. It's a connection, but here's the real damning video, and it's on another YouTube link here because we have an edited version. This is a colorized version of the punch that we're now watching on video. The punch lands, and I want you to watch what Liston does in a moment. He rolls to his left for those watching with us here on the video. And then he starts to get up from this punch, and this is where it's highly suspicious that he lays back down on his back, like to make sure that he was going to get counted out. As Marquise, you mentioned the further confusion uh, in this is that Jersey Joe Walcott has no clue, isn't counting over him, and you almost, you almost see this in the video that Liston doesn't know what to do because Walcott's not counting over him. So it's like, I got to make sure, TC, what do you think? I got to make sure that I'm knocked out. I got to lay down again. <laughs> you know, the, uh, you mentioned the timekeeper earlier. Okay. And by accounts, they actually said that it was actually 12 seconds that he, that, that he was on the ground. I guess Jersey Joe Walcott was looking to, to pick up the count and couldn't pick up the count. And then, Walcott actually didn't stop the fight. It was the timekeeper, which we can't see in, in our frame here in this picture, right. but he's waving off and telling uh, Walcott, no, the fight's over. I already counted to 10, so you have to stop the fight. So it really wasn't Walcott that stopped the fight. It was, it was the timekeeper. Which keeper. wasn't, and we should interject, that wasn't supposed to happen. It's supposed to be the referees in charge, but as Marquise and you were mentioning, and you clearly see on the video, Walcott's not in charge. He's a former yeah, no, fighter, yeah, no, yeah, perhaps, no perhaps yeah. a little punch drunk because he had been knocked out some in his career, <laughs> right, right, but he right. has no awareness to stop the fight. So I want, for the audience again on the video one more time as we talk this 
uh, through on the Ali knockout of Sonny Liston, uh, May 25th, 1965, Lewiston, Maine. Here it is on my timer. We're going to count the seconds as we look right here that he's down. So there's one, two. Count the seconds. He's still rolling around on the ground for the audience hearing us on podcast. Seven, eight. Nine, Nine. 10, 11, and maybe 12, like TC said. So he's clearly down. But the confusion is Walcott is not counting over him. And that's what added to the suspicion. It added to the craziness uh, of the end of the fight um, as we watch all of this unfold. Okay, so years later, I will now go back to all of us on the full screen. Years later, the debate raged on about whether that was a punch or what happened. We've now had a documentary. Marquis, speak to this. Showtime did a big documentary on Sonny Liston where numerous people on that documentary were giving details about what they believe happened in that ring in Lewiston, Maine in 1965. Absolutely, yeah. Showtime did a documentary about Sonny Liston a couple of months ago that pretty much laid out this fight, and they had two guys on there. They kind of did the whole you know, sports debate thing where they had the one guy whose account was, it was a legit punch, as we all mentioned now, and he had the one guy who was a, quote, professional fight fixer on there talking about how this fight was staged and it was Corey orchestrated. And it's, it was interesting on that part because when the guy mentioned that it was staged in a way, the, the big thing he mentioned why the reason why it was staged because I had to change locations from the whole Boston area to, to Maine. That was one of their big concerns and, and one, of, one, of the red, one of those red flags. But the funny thing about this fight still, and it's funny looking back at the video over and over again, we just watched it. You can see Jersey Joe Wolcott has no count idea what's going on. So he's trying to find somebody in the audience, either press side or timekeeper-wise, who had the actual number for him to keep up on. By the time he got up to it, that's when Sonny Liston fell back down. And that's when he was like, well, let's, let's keep this thing going. And it's, it's really strange because even on the documentary, they still – to this day, don't have any idea if it's conjecture or well, they not. Said, they said, if I believe in part, and TC, you can jump in here too, yeah. that the mob may have had Liston's wife and that were holding her hostage if he did not take the dive they wanted him to take in this rematch because there was so much belief that Liston was going to clobber Ali in the rematch. And so the odds were still in Liston's favor. So the heavy betting on Ali to knock him out in the first round, that's how the mob makes their money. What, what is your thought? on that yeah so a couple points and just to go what marquise was was talking about you alluded to earlier tj about where this why this fight was in lewiston maine let's go back the reason why that massachusetts their athletic commission would not sanction this fight is because the promoters didn't have a license and that was that was the main reason that they called off the fight now there were all those other suspicions like right. you alluded to but the bottom line is it was a rinky-dink promotion company. It wasn't Don King. It wasn't Bob Arum. Right. As we know, Bob Arum went on after this to represent Muhammad Ali and promote all of his fights after, you know, a few years after this, uh, Thrill in the Middle and everything else. But at this point in time, these promoters and this company, you know, a lot of people believe it was just some, some fake thing, and they were tied into the mob as well, too. So that's why the fight got moved out of Massachusetts and into Lewiston, Maine, because Maine says, well, We'll, we'll take your fight, like you said, on three weeks' notice in front of a half-empty <laughs> junior hockey rank or something like that. It's but crazy. anyway, um, yeah, I, I saw the documentary, too, that Marquise was referring to. I thought it was a pretty well done. Uh, and again, the only reason that we are even thinking and continue to talk 55 years later that this is a phantom punch is all because of what we have learned about Sonny Liston being in all kinds of trouble, being involved with the mob, and, and again, held hostage and all that, that sort of thing. So it makes you really, really wonder about this and, and put it together. I think that's why people lean towards, 
you know, that version of it that, uh, that he did take a dive. And if you, he did take a punch, okay? That punch went down, but however, Sonny Liston just can't go down. So the instructions probably were the first time Ali gets you fairly flush, you're taking a knee. As, as Marcellus Wallace told Butch in Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah. You know, you going down in the fifth, right? Yeah. So the same thing. And you know, we don't have Marquise is busted up there. As we know, Butch defied that. Exactly. Anyway, he had uh, he had too much that's, pride, that's right? Podcast. In the end, I'm pretty sure we do a podcast on that fight too, as well, too. Okay. Well, we don't actually see that fight in Pulp Fiction, but we know that Butch beat him up and then scrambles to the taxi and trying to and trying to get out of town. All right, I'm going to do this again for those watching us on video. For those that are listening to the Big Fight Weekend podcast, however you found us, find the video, YouTube, Facebook, wherever it is. I'm going to show it to the audience once more that I believe, uh, again, the key part is not just punch or not. The punch may have landed, and, and we've seen guys get knocked down all the time, Marquise and, and TC and audience who go down on all fours from a punch. So we're going to back this up for the punch. I want you to watch after the punch because that's where the high suspicion is. He's laid out on his back, which I'm not sure about, then starts to get up, and it's almost like he's unsure. Have I been counted out? And now I'm going to lay back down. There it is. So you're not and make sure. factor there, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> An equilibrium factor with mob involvement and uh, and <laughs> a lot of money. Head, I would go with equilibrium, but you're right. It looks like punch to the jaw, right? It's it's not gonna happen. No. It, highly yeah. highly suspicious. Some 55 later's we're ta- we have 55 years later that we're talking about Howard Cosell, the legendary Howard Cosell, was there that night, not doing the live call of the fight. He he did not have a good vantage point. He has only seen the re- replays. He swore to his dying day that he believes it was a punch by Ali and whatever Liston was doing was on his own, that Ali was not on, on any, in on any shenanigans or any fix, that if Liston was doing this, as TCU theorized, he was doing it on his own. I'm going to go down on the first big punch I'm hit with or the first opportunity in the first round of the second round to make it look legit. There were a lot of other uh, big-time writers and reporters that were suspicious, said fix, said hoax. Again, the judge for yourself watching us. All right, final comments. Marquise, uh, what do you think? You first, 55 years later, Ali, listen to. We've had it up on the site writing about it. We've shown it to the audience here on the podcast. They're hearing about it. Final thought? Still one of the most debated phantom punches of all time, TJ, only to be on par with the uh, Tyson uh, Frank Bruno goodness. <laughs> yeah, that some of those were swings and misses. You do believe, Marquise, though, legit punch? Because it looks like a punch on the chin. Yeah, it's a solid jab to the chin. It's just, it doesn't do that, no. The effects of it. TC, yeah. final thoughts from you 55 years later on what we've watched with Ali Liston. Yeah, again, uh, controversial, like I said, one of the most controversial fights of all time. Maybe the controversial series, you know, the first two fights. There never was a third fight. But again, you know, mob-related, gang-related, call it whatever you want, uh, definitely had an influence on this fight. And uh, will always be tainted, will always be clouded. And, uh, you know, Sonny Liston's, you know, career uh, basically tainted because of these two fights, specifically this one. And then the untimely death a few years later, that's still a mystery that happened here in Las Vegas. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just one of those things that, you know, people will debate about till the end of time. But uh, if you put everything together, yes, uh, you know, there was, uh, there was circumstances outside of the ring they dictated the outcome of this fight. 
Love it. Again, he's TC Martin. Follow him. Uh, the TC Martin show is at tcmartin.com. It's on five days a week in Las Vegas. You can find the archives on tcmartinshow.com. Follow him at tcmartin21 on Twitter, on social media. Marquise John, senior writer, bigfightweekend.com. Read him there. Uh, also follow him at Week Sauce Radio. Uh, always love the insight from you guys. And however you found this, again, subscribe on the YouTube channel, uh, like us on Facebook, and again, on podcasts, subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you found the podcast. If you're listening, go find the video. I assure you, these male models, they look fantastic, TC and Marquise. I'm just merely TJ, the radio guy. You can see what we look like, and you can see the video that we're talking about. If you're only hearing us, go find it through BigFightWeekend.com or the YouTube page or the Big Fight Weekend Facebook page, and you can see what you've been hearing and what we've been talking about. Guys, thank you. TC Martin, thank you. On short notice, hopping on from Vegas. Thank you, buddy. You got it, guys. Appreciate it. Marquise Johns, great stuff. Keep knocking them dead. Thank you. Absolutely, DJ. Thanks for having me on as always. And we thank you for finding us as part of the Big Fight Weekend podcast and video. Bye.